Hi, Christina here, founder of Liberate. I wanted to let you know that all of our amazing practitioners, healers, and intuitives are available for remote sessions. And we are continuously adding new classes, workshops, and meditations to serve you every week. Thank you for joining us, and I hope that we can help you liberate yourself. Hi, this is Christina Dam, and this is Liberate the Podcast, where we educate, motivate, inspire, and liberate your consciousness. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Liberate the Podcast. Today, we're welcoming back Terry Huberman. Now, she is an intuitive coach and energy healer. She has her own podcast called The Portal with Terry Huberman. And I, you know, she's been on our podcast before and we went down the rabbit hole of mediumship. But today, we're really going to go down the rabbit hole of love in the third degree. And so, Terry, welcome back. Thank you third for de- having Third me. degree, third dimension, Same whatever. thing. It's all the same. <laughs> Third, third degree. <laughs> it's, it's like a rabbit hole. A, it's, a, it's a third degree black belt or something, you know? Like it's like, Pretty much. It does feel like you need a black belt to maneuver being human anyways. Oh, thank you for having me. I appreciate thank, it. Thank you for coming. It's so great that we can have, like, human interaction during this pandemic. <laughs> it's true, though. <laughs> right? It's like, you know... You know, they, they're calling it social distancing, but it's really just physical distancing. You oh, know? I mean, yeah. And then, I, I mean, we need this. We yeah. need human, like... Well, the human brain is wired for connection. Mm-hmm. So, absolutely, yeah. Which kind of is a good segue into our Perfect whole segue. topic. <laughs> but, you know, if there's anything else that you want people to know about you um, before we jump in, you know... Sure. Because you've been doing this work for years. Yes, yes. You know, you also uh, dabble everything with a dash of human. Humor, which I love yes, being you know, also a comedian. <laughs> so, you know, a lot of times people take this so seriously yes. in the spiritual community. Yeah. It's like, okay, I get it. We're, you know, connecting all this stuff. But, like, if you take life so seriously, yeah. you're missing out on that nothing is really that serious. All yeah. you have to do is live and die. I mean, we're not doing heart surgery. I'm just saying, you know. But, yes, so thank you. Um, I'm one of these people where humor is actually something that connects everybody, and I'm all about connection. And I think one of the reasons why Seinfeld was just so, like, popular is because everybody understood what was happening, which, again, is connection. So humor comes from the everyday, mundane norm, and that's what I am. I'm all about normal, regular Maybe boring, maybe not, but authentic. It's like, this is, this is it, here it is. So that's really my approach to everything. And so that oftentimes involves cussing. I don't know if that's okay with you, oh, but yeah. I am a cuss monkey. <laughs> I went to public school, but I think... I went to public school. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I feel like a lot of people with potty mouths went to private school, but... <laughs> maybe. Well, I did also go to private school. <laughs> I started out in private school and went to public school. But it's about reality, and it's just about authenticity, and that's, that's where I live the, yeah. all the time. Um, no matter what I'm doing, mediumship, psychic, he- energy healing, coaching. I mean, and I do it all. So I created a package, yeah. basically, in a program that just allows us to grow, move forward in life. Because being human is the hardest thing ever. So mm-hmm. it really helps to have that navigation. Yeah, to navigate through and to yeah. have have a program, too, I think is really yeah. important. Because a lot of people get lost. Oh, yeah. And especially within, you know... Uh, you know, maybe somebody goes and gets a session or does one thing, and then yeah. and then it's like, okay, then all this time and process. But anything, anything in life, I mean, you don't go, you don't, you don't just go and take one course and call yourself an attorney. There's a for there's a process to it. <laughs> Some you people know, like, do though. <laughs> Yeah, you know, or cook one meal and you're suddenly a chef, you know, like it's like you learn through the process and it's repetitive action that Mm -hmm. puts yourself into patterns of shifting your life and and allowing you to have whatever it is. I mean, our minds are programmed for 
continuously doing the same thing that we've always done. Mm-hmm. And so if we want to shift beyond that, we need to commit to ourselves to change. And I think that one of the things that I see in the in a lot in the spiritual community is not that yeah. you know, structure right. for somebody to follow. So sure. I really love that you have yeah. that for your yeah. clients. <laughs> well, I also think a big part of when you're doing consistent behaviors and actions, how you're building the neuroplasticity and learning basically a new behavior, it's important to have support. Yeah, because when you're doing something new and you're introducing something new into your electromagnetic field, that means there are going to be changes. And what is change? Change is uncertainty, and it's scary AF, (laughs) right? Right. So it's like you need to have that support because stuff is going to show up in your life, or you're going to take certain actions in life that are going to be different and you don't know how to navigate. So that's why it's important to be consistent with the behaviors and have the support. So I love that. Yeah, it's true. It's true. And a one-time thing doesn't, you know, even when you just get one Reiki session, you may feel really great after that Reiki session, but really, I mean, it is integrating energy. That's what you're doing. you don't go. You don't go to a chiropractor one time, and you're like, "Oh, my scoliosis is fixed. I'm cured. <laughs> I have perfect posture. Yeah. It's impeccable. Once now, yeah. you know, like, oh." But I think the media kind of, you know, makes it be that way. Like for hypnosis, and you're a hypnotherapist, yeah. right? It's not just a one-time thing. I mean, we don't. When we were first learning how to tie our shoes, we didn't just, you know, loop and swoop, and then we're done. It took time over yeah. and over and over again. Well, it's not to say that a lot of things can't change after one session, of course. but you know, like, right. hey, you know, celebrate the miracles and we'll do the work. <laughs> <laughs> but see, here's the thing. Some people, a lot of people, they don't want to invest in themselves to make that change because maybe in the past they haven't been successful. So they're using their past, right, as yeah. an excuse. Because, again, it can be scary. I'm investing in myself. I'm investing time. I'm investing money. All of those things. So that's why the consistency needs to happen. You're basically learning a new behavior. Yeah. And that's actually, I'm going to tie it into self-love. Yeah. <laughs> um, when you love yourself, you do something for yourself. Mm-hmm. A lot of us are... Um, programmed, I guess you can call it, we're taught really, but it's an operating system of how we operate, that if we take care of ourselves, we're being selfish. Yeah. A lot of women, definitely. Yeah. You know, so God forget God forbid you go rogue and you do something for yourself. You know, people around you or even family may say, Oh, you're being so selfish because you're gonna have a coffee by yourself. Yeah. Or that you're choosing to not do what is maybe perceived as the the situation that you know like let's say everybody's going and doing this certain uh vacation or something mm-hmm. and you you have some other agenda for yeah. yourself or you're working on something else or it's during your coursework or during you know you're trying to close on a house whatever yeah. it's like suddenly there's a lot of shame and blame yeah. placed on the people for doing things and I think that there's this over need to kind of look at the outside perspective inward instead of through your own eyes seeing the rest of the world, right? right? And if we can change that focus, because I mean, how good is it for, let's say, if somebody's moving, okay, since I I was just moving Liberate Hollywood, (laughs) if somebody's moving and you agreed that you were going to go and help, Mm -hmm. but you're super sick. Yeah. And a lot of people will show up anyways because they feel like they're obligated because they need to. And then they're not going to be much help. They might even get other people sick. And they might actually make mistakes and drop things or not carry things and actually get more in the way. So they're actually not that big of a help. But they also did their self a complete disservice. And now they might be sick for another week or so when instead, let's say if they did want to show up and help that person or that friend hey, I can't do it today. I'm not feeling well. I need to take care of me. Yeah. But maybe in a week or so, I, I can help you paint or unpack or, or do something else or we can go, you yeah. know, whatever. And then you can be a better way to be of service yeah. for somebody at a later date. Yeah, absolutely. But I mean, a lot of us, again, we were taught if we say no to something, we're also being mean. Yeah. You know, and you know, none of us, well, most, I shouldn't say none. Most humans don't want to purposely hurt other people or put them down, but we're also raised to be approved of and to, uh, you know, make sure that 
we're not being rejected. So if, if you were going to ask me to do something and inside I felt no, but I say yes, it's, it could easily be because I don't want you to, you know, not ask me to hang out in the future or be on your podcast in the future. And I'm not taking care of myself in this moment. So self-love is a really, really big thing. And I think a lot of people don't even understand what self-love is. Yeah, or they and, and they may not even know how to love themselves. That's the biggest thing because just because you get your nails done or your hair done doesn't necessarily mean that that's self-love or yeah. even self-care. Self-care is something like setting a boundary, mm-hmm. you know. So and energetically, it shows up as a uh, lower vibrational frequency. So energy is all about how fast light waves move. Yeah. And where you are on the scale of feelings, feelings create emotion, which is just energy in motion. Yeah. Which means how fast are your vibe are you vibing? <laughs> what are your vibrational frequencies? So the, the worse you feel, we can make this really simple, the worse you feel, the slower your vibration. Mm-hmm. And the lower the vibration, the better you feel, the higher the vibration, and the faster the wave moves. Yeah. So that is definitely, you know, low and high. There is a gap mm-hmm. between them. You know, so ideally what we would want is to be here, but oftentimes we're here. And there's no shame and there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. But through self-loving acts, you slowly close the gap and then you move your way up because there's no possible way to go from like despair to joy. There's no way. Yeah. A lot of us believe, oh yeah, we can just do it like that. It's It's just been change our state and suddenly we're in this happiness because it's, which I think we're part of that and why it's so hard is that, that to, to go like that immediately, yeah, temporarily. Temporarily, you can, can happen. You, you can have that, and a lot of people do. But if you don't change your thought patterns yeah. and the way that you think about things, you go right back to it, which is why it's so important that you don't just get like a healing because a healing will change your state immediately. But if you walk in and you still have those same negative thought forms and you go back home and you, you start looking at your lover, your friend or your roommate or your whatever in this way and mm-hmm. it's this, and then all of a sudden you bring back all that negativity again. Suddenly you feel weighed down again. You were just yeah. feeling on cloud nine and you went back down to cloud three and it was like, what happened? Yeah. yeah. Your circumstances. It's in the same way. Like I used to work a lot with addicts and, um, mm-hmm. And, you know, it's like if you always had a pattern of going to a bar and having a drink, going to a bar and grabbing a glass of water is not going to necessarily at first help you. Like, mm-hmm. stay away from it for a minute. Sure. And then you can go there and you can put the drink in your hand and, the, yeah. and the, do the different things. But, like, if don't put yourself in the same environment that's going to trigger the same thought process, processes, right. you know? Like, but this is internally shifting it so that you view the outside differently. Well, it is because we're energetic beings. And so whatever we are feeling inside of us, that is the signal, you can call it the the electrical broadcasting signal that we're putting outside of us. So whatever is inside is going to reflect outside of us Mm -hmm. because everything outside of us will match whatever frequency we're at. So if I'm feeling sad and I don't do anything to make maybe feel angry because even anger is one step above sadness. So already you're moving, you're starting to feel better. If I don't change that or do something or have a thought, usually it is thoughts that create create feelings, which create the emotions. And then it's an action that breaks that energetic attachment. But if I'm feeling sad, then everything that is sad will show up into my magnetic field here and I will match that. So it's that saying, as within, as without, as above, as below, because it's all energy. Yeah, and and you see it, you know, and you pick yes. it out and you notice it and, you know, like yeah. it's, it's. I give the analogy to people, you'd notice like your car, other makes and models the same car. Yeah. If you're dating somebody that has a certain car, you notice that. Yeah. That's the same way that I think that you're saying yeah. for all those that are tuning in. It's like, you're noticing these sad things, you're vibrating and picking yeah. those into your awareness because that is your energy. Signature. Yeah. yeah, that's what's happening. I don't like to really call it law of attraction. I prefer law of reflection. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because 
I yeah, because it is. It's a reflective state because yeah. it's, it's not that, like with the car thing, it's not that there's any more or less of those cars on the street. Right. You're just observing, observing. and it's, it's, it's that mirroring back into your awareness. Yeah. So I like that law of reflection. It's the first yeah. time I've heard it like that, but well, it makes sense. for me, and this is my own personal thing and everybody has their own personal thing, if I am trying to attract something and it doesn't come, I feel like I might be a failure. I did something wrong in my process of trying to get something, right? So to me, I feel like there's a sense of judgment and failure or whatnot when I say law of attraction. But gotcha. when I say law of reflection, to me, it's an indicator of how I am feeling. What is my actual energy like? So mm. all, it's not judgment. And with energy, it just is. Like there is no bias or anything like that. It is just energy. It behaves in a certain way, right? So if I am reflecting certain, there are certain circumstances or situations or people that are consistent, I'm consistently having experiences with over and over, I can say, okay, this is an indication of what I'm doing, how I'm being. And if I'm looking for maybe more love in my life, let's just say, well, then I have to shift something within myself Mm-hmm. somehow some way so that it, that love can now be reflected around whereas I don't have to sit here and go okay I'm going to create you know the perfect guy and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that where is he he's not here I must have failed I did something wrong so you can see that that's not loving to yourself to actually yeah. do that so we I think there's a judgment of when it comes to law of attraction about that again it's my personal thing because there the the process law of attraction Action is only part of the process because this is energy work. It's all energy. But where I like this is it's a it's a more empowering space exactly. for everybody too because yeah, I mean I think in anybody tuning in, I'm yeah. sure at some point in time that you've had something that you wanted to try to manifest and maybe you even get out the little candle and do the candle ritual yeah. and you do this and you and you put it forth and you meditate on it and you write it all down like yeah. you're saying. But what you're doing is, yes, that is one of the most powerful steps of yeah. manifestation called clarity and knowing exactly what you want. You can't have something show up well in your, I mean, you always have things happen in your life, but it's harder to manifest and create something if you have no idea what you want to create. So I think yeah. that there's power to that. Yeah. But in the same sense, then people think that, oh, just because I got clear on it and I'd want it and I'm trying to manifest it, that it needs to show up. But that doesn't give any responsibility for where you're currently exactly and and exactly and that's where people especially along the lines of love since we're talking about self-love and also oftentimes self-love is also then people think about the loving relationships in their life whether intimacy or friendships (laughs) but if you're not being you know like if if you look around and you're not seeing you're seeing rudeness and this and that and um, or you're seeing coldness or whatever. Where are you? I like this. It's showing where are you reflecting? Where are you? Where are you reflecting? Yeah. Are you being cold to yourself? Are you being disrespectful to yourself? Yes. Are you Are you not being loving and kind? Are you not being generous to exactly. you? And and if those are the things that aren't happening for you, they're not going to show up from somebody else shining yeah. to you. So I I really yeah. like this because it's it's, yeah. like, it's like this match and mirror game that you can right. say okay. I can change this. Well, I mean, the other thing is that looking outside of yourself to get any type of validation or whatnot is, um, I guess you can kind of say it is what your reality is look is looking like. It's actually your dimension, your timeline that you're on, which may not be real. It could be illusion, mm-hmm. right? So Or delusion. Or <laughs> <laughs> say it, sister. Delusion. <laughs> Hell yeah. Oh, oh my God. Oh my God. That was great. Yes. 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 <laughs> oh, that was fabulous. Good one. Ding. Christina gets a point. <laughs> but it's it's true. It's true. So if you want to change something, it always starts from the inside, right? Mm-hmm. And um, self-love is one of those things where it, it can be hard for us to find because we live in the third dimension of reality. Mm-hmm. And what makes this such a challenge is the human ego. Yeah. And in third dimension, which makes it even more difficult and harder, is polarity and duality, which is understanding, or not so much understanding, but um, being able to identify opposites. Okay. And counterpoints, right? Rich, poor, fat, skinny, 
pretty ugly. Mm -hmm. I'm not enough. I am enough. Mm -hmm. So can you see how that fits in with self-love? Like if you're doing any type of comparison, that is that counterpoint. I'm not good enough. Why did he pick her? Why did, you know, or whatnot, right? So compare and despair. (laughs) It is. And that's that's ego based Mm -hmm. on how our programming system is and how you know, we were raised and what experiences we've had in the past. So it's hard to get past that. But the thing is, is like if we understand that what might be outside may not be real, then we can say, let me change the inside Mm -hmm. and change that reality and change this storyline so this doesn't have to be my reality. Mm -hmm. And this way, life isn't happening to us happening for us it's happening well yeah i mean as cheesy as that sounds is like but it is this this circumstance gives us an opportunity to really make a choice because that's all what life is is a choose your own adventure right am i gonna sit here and am i gonna you know go wallow more or am i gonna go for a walk yeah right and actions are what help the behavior of energy Mm -hmm. because of just how energy works it can either accumulate, build up, build up, build up into depression or anxiety. It can be redirected, right? Into like if you're very, if you have a lot of energy, you're very anxious. You can go for like a 10, 15 minute run, get it out of your body. You've redirected it. Yeah. Or what happens is you can disperse it where it builds up, builds up, builds up till it has nothing else to do other than explode. So like, you know, episodes of rage, that's what's happening, yeah. right? So, or, you know, the perfect example of energy buildup is an orgasm, right? So mm-hmm. it builds up, builds up, builds up. Yeah. You know, so when someone is doing something like an addiction, for example, they're very disconnected from themselves and they're building up all this energy and they're looking for that release of energy through a, a drink, which takes them to a, other, a whole other, yeah. you know. So... When we're, when we're doing that, it's not loving to ourselves, you know? So self-love is a hard thing to do, and that's where, like, awareness and consciousness has to come in. Yeah. Where we go, okay, this may not be the truth of this situation, and that's because we live in the third world of duality, and this may not be the truth. My ego is saying, oh, no, I'm too fat to wear that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, or something like that. So it's, 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 it is a challenge. I don't want to make this sound easy. Well, I mean, would anybody actually want it to be easy? Yes, I would. (laughs) (laughs) I'll be honest. I want it to be easy, but it would be boring. It would be boring. It would be boring. And it's like, you know, okay, so this is is like, let's say if you take, there are some people that they want to wake up and have that simple life and do the same thing each and every day. Yeah. But I think that there's a large portion of the population, and I think more, and I think the people that are watching this are seeking out a deeper discovery or understanding of the world, their self, yeah. or, you know, the cosmos and beyond, you know? And, sure. And because of that, that thirst for more and that deeper understanding complacence not complacency wouldn't be the right word but like if every day was super like if we lived in pleasantville or you know yeah it'd be boring and it was like everything was perfect and the temperature of all the food and the flavor was always great and there was never any conflict and your lover was perfect and then never did anything wrong like you would pull out your hair you also wouldn't be a human being because that is part of the human experience yeah and so i think that's important to like stress in this is because like everybody's like i just want this perfect life or i want things to be exactly how i want them to be but when you stop for a second and you say no i actually probably wouldn't want that so then you can appreciate the energies of wherever you're at at whatever moment which gets back into what you were saying terry about just the reflection that it's not about this judgment it's about just noticing this is where it's at yeah and what is that teaching or serving you and what are you aware of being in that vibration or having that those experiences and then you can say do i want to continue to have this or would i like to vibrate on a different vibration and see and experience different things and and then you say okay 
yeah, I'm sick of going to the same restaurant every single day. I want to have a different experience. I'm, I, I, I don't need to wallow yeah. in these emotions. Yeah. yeah. And you got to come online. When I say come online, come on to into yourself to do that. So, yeah. yeah. And that, again, is the whole idea of duality and polarity because it actually helps evolve us. So it's the contrast, as Abraham Hicks says, you know. So you're right. I'm just lazy, and I would rather just have everything be nice and easy. And you might for a little bit of time. And I think that those of us that have chosen, uh, you know, to be teachers and, th- and, right. and, and on a spiritual path, yeah. Um, it ain't easy. No. You know, the, oh, no. The, the lessons, you know, I often describe it as like a uh, conveyor belt that, you know, normally and through, depending on people's belief systems, it's just my belief system that we get reincarnated. Right. Um, and, and we have this another experience of this type of reality again with different lessons. But, you know, maybe you might have had a couple major, you know, life-shaking events happen in your life, like right. kind of like the hero's journey, you go through the different pivotal exactly. points. but. When you enter into a spiritual path, especially not only just a spiritual path, but you also want to help serve others and helping them grow on the spiritual path, it's like you turn on that conveyor belt and it's like, ten lives of stuff is going to happen in the next three months. You ready? (laughs) And when it hits you, it hits you hard. No rest for the weary. It's like inside after inside after inside. Yeah. And then, you know, but that's what leveling up is about. New level, new devil, right? (laughs) New level, new devil. I like that. That's a good scene. But it's it's true. It's true. And it's it's like, I mean, think about this. It's like, okay, if you don't want to look at it from the spiritual perspective, let's look at the the different people that have been these iconic athletes throughout history. you know, they're constantly pushing themselves, doing yes. things like, you know, Michael Jordan had to make a thousand baskets each and every morning before he was able to do anything else in his life. Yeah. Even in the middle of summer on off season, a thousand baskets a day. And, and yeah. so like, but then it's it's pushing to the next level, to the next level of who and this and that, and let's push myself and then this, or any Olympic athletes, you know, it's like, yeah. okay, I got to shave that half a, half a hair of, of time off and I got to do this and this and yeah. that and you know there's constantly another level to get to yeah. and and that's like life and you can say you can play it like a video game oh yeah <laughs> no more coins please <laughs> you know, like, no more ghosts <laughs> but you know it's hey, okay it's what, what's this level gonna be all about and you can say okay in a video game you want the challenge yeah you actually, you know, if it was like, oh, okay, we're just going Mario go-kart. But, I mean, that that's the experience of being a human anyways. If we didn't, if we didn't have these levels, um, we wouldn't be able to experience anything. And it is, it is the human container, I call it the earth suit, that allows us to have these experiences. Otherwise, we're just like these floating balls of energy. I don't even know if they're ball-shaped. Like, who knows? Yeah. But otherwise, there's just like, there's... There's nothing, so we have to take on the human earth suit, first of all, to experience ourselves, and then we have to relate with and to other people, which is going to cause contrast. So we have to have contrast in order to evolve. Yeah, and I think, like, I mean, I guess tying it back down into self-love is, you know, with what you're saying about uh, being that reflection and allowing somebody to have that authentic ability to just say, this is where I'm at. Yes. It is, I think is, is where people, at least what I'm hearing, what's kind of coming through for me is like, is having that there is no judgment on any of the levels that you're on in the different yeah. aspects, because the less that you judge that, the less you judge yourself, you yeah. get allow yourself to just experience in play yeah and and then and then you can learn what you really want to do for you now you mentioned about sometimes people are going and getting their nails done and doing these exhibits of self-care yes but then you got to ask yourself is this for you or is this because yeah you got to get your hair done and your nails done or you know and or for guys whatever it is that so that you look for somebody else right like what is the what is the motive right and what's really interesting about self-love is that it does come from the heart, believe it or not. The heart is the largest 
electromagnetic field. It's bigger than the brain. <clears throat> Excuse me. And they're doing so much research on it that when your heart gets into coherency, the field that it, it uh, what's the word? Explode. <laughs> what's that? Emit. <laughs> the word's emit, not explode. Uh, that well, it can explode sometimes. <laughs> if, you, if you see somebody you, you really like are attracted to, it's like, <laughs> there's an explosion. There. Exactly. Um, it, that field is, it emits, and that is what magnetizes experiences to us. So it gets designed, whatever we want to bring in, gets designed by the electromagnetic field of the brain, right? Mm -hmm. So that information, that energy is coming out, mm -hmm. and then the heart, uh, so the brain, it goes out, and then the heart, it goes out and it brings it in. So it forms the torus. Mm -hmm. You've heard of that. Yeah. yeah. And it is when the brain and the heart are in coherency, it means everything's nice and easy and smooth, that's when you really start changing your life and that's when you start manifesting, mm -hmm. right? So that heart coherency is really it's super important and it should be, it isn't always, but it should be part of our self-love, self-care um, uh, rituals, whatever we do. So if you want to go get your nails done, that's great. Get your nails in, get your, get your hair done. And when you come home, I'm going to try not to ruin this, uh, oh, mic here, but you put your hands on your heart and you can just sit there because where our focus and awareness goes, that's where energy flows. So we're actually literally just sending energy to our heart by putting our okay. hands on our Everybody heart Everybody put, put your hands on your heart right now and see if you feel anything. Go ahead. And then you can one-up that and you can start, again, the mic, you can start tapping on your heart center here because what happens is the heart uh, center has what's called the vagus nerve, which is the nerve that activates your parasympathetic system, right? And what that does is it, it, it brings calm, it brings peace, and it brings you a feeling of safety. So it's your sympathetic system that's making you go ah about everything and anything. Survival mode. I got a flight. What is it? Fight, 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 flight, freeze, or fawn. Those are the survival responses, right? But when we're do when we're working on our self love is when we are giving ourselves heart coherency and we're actually making ourselves feel uh, safe in this world. Mm. So. You know, we can do that by meditation. We can do that by, literally, I teach my clients just to tap their heart. After just doing this for a while, they just, because again, you're activating that, that yeah. nerve. So just sitting there, maybe while you're getting your hair done, just sit there and just focus and send energy to your heart. And you are, you are working on making the waves, the energetic waves of your heart be coherent. Beautiful. It's beautiful. It's really powerful. But that's like a huge thing of, of self-love. We're not taught that. Yeah. No, we're not. And and in the simplicity of something of just putting your hands on your heart or yeah. tapping your heart and how important. I mean, like in pranic healing, that's always if we're, we're trying to give loving energy to somebody. Yeah. Uh, and they need more more unconditional loving energy. You tap your heart so that you can project that energy. Right. So it and makes that, sense. that field is coming out. And so not only is it going out to somebody else and their field will integrate that loving energy as well, but it is sending out the frequencies and vibrations so that it, it can match the levels around you. So then your world starts to reflect love too. That's beautiful. So it's really beautiful. So, I mean, people who, like you and I, who are always of service, it's super important for us to do this because it's like a dual um, benefit. It's for us and we're sending out to other people. So it's, it's really, it's really awesome. It's really powerful. And because it makes us feel safe in this world, yeah, we are not at the mercy of the chaos of the world. We're not at the, at the whim, right? We are actually coming from a more powerful, empowered place. We're not victims. Yeah. And let's talk a little bit about that for especially for the the time of the world and oh, the yeah. state of the world right now. Yeah. Is I find that a lot of people are getting lost um, within the outside perspective. Yes. And you know, whether they're getting caught up in politics, whether they're getting caught up in the coronavirus, whether yeah. they're getting caught up in the economy or whatever else it may be, right? And numerous things happening. Sure. Uh, 
What would you say is some, some of the ways that you can help people experience self-love in the third dimension and pull their self away from some of this distractions that are going on that are keeping them from feeling that? It's a really good question and it's very important. So the first thing, and it's super hard to do. So again, all of this stuff, because we're human beings, it's not easy to do. But it would literally be to not believe everything you hear or everything that you see. Because mm -hmm. that is all, remember, this is all energy and it's all vibrational frequencies. And what's happening is, is that the collective, which is made up of a lot of like individuals, so like you and I right now, we have our own collective. Otherwise, mm -hmm. it's Christina and then just Terry, right? They make an agreement. The collective is making an, an agreement based on energy that this is how it's going to look. So the first thing would be is to not believe everything you see and not everything you hear. And just consider, so try it on like a coat, you don't like it, take it off, that it's not real, none of this is real. Which gives you an opportunity to take an indicating uh, status of where you are and what is it that you would like to change in your own personal reality. It always starts individual before it can go collective. Yeah, which is super, I think, important for people because I think people get so carried away and they feel powerless yes. within the circumstances. Yes. Right? So there's so much going on. It's outside of my control. Yeah. But there is your life is within your control yes. in the moments that you experience. Absolutely. And if there's any time more now than ever before, I don't think that there's a single person that's not watching this yeah. that has that has experienced also massive misinformation on both, both different levels. So for the, for the fact that, Terry, you're saying, yes. you know, try on that maybe it's not real, hopefully people can get that because yeah. I think that there's been at least whatever your belief systems is, and I'm not here to tell you what to believe or yeah. not believe. This is for you to make your own choices, yes. and it's going to shift and change as yeah. it goes anyways. But I think that anybody, no matter your deeper belief systems and whatever is going on in the world, you can acknowledge that there is a collective disagreement that is in massive conflict. Yes. Like, yeah. because there's 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 information here and then there's misinformation here and like you don't know what to believe right right it, however i do feel that there's an agreement that it's accepted yes well yes yes so there's an agree otherwise it wouldn't be otherwise it, it wouldn't, wouldn't be. be there but <laughs> but at least you know yes the, yes the aspect of saying yes. you know for what you're you're asking people to do is try on the coat that maybe it's not real yeah. and I think that it's easier to try on that coat in today's climate hearing information that contradicts each other every yes. other day yeah and you know your truth is your reality mm -hmm. and you don't have to be at the whim of the chaos of the world you and, know and, and and you can be super empowered I you mean, can like, be super empowered and you could be okay doing it alone yeah and and i think that this is like if we get into the power of health which i know like uh yeah. i know that you do a lot of work with uh, dr joe Dispenza, yeah. and and he you know really look at like you know some of his books and the stories of people that radically shift their life or heal their self of yeah. cancers and different aspects it's like what reality is somebody uh, are they hearing the or the prognosis mm -hmm. from the doctor, or are they believing what they have in their self to, right. uh, you know, control their life? Right. Well, right. that and that would probably be the second thing that I would tell somebody because you were asking, you know, what what you could do. So the first thing is like, you know, what you see or hear may not be the truth. The second thing would be, can you trust? in your future reality that isn't here yet? And can mm. you sit in what it would actually feel like to have what you want, even though it hasn't showed up yet? Okay, so what would you recommend somebody do that? Like in a meditation or how? Yeah, so um, it, it you have to activate 
certain frequencies, okay, uh, energetic frequencies. And the best way to do that is to show gratitude for something that isn't here yet. Mm-hmm. So how would you feel, Christina, if I'm just going to give you an example. Let's yeah. say you wanted, I don't know, a Lamborghini. I don't know. <laughs> I doubt she does. It's just an example. Let's say you wanted a Lamborghini, right? In sitting here on this chair in this room, if you authentically wanted it, it has to be authentic, people. It has to be authentic. But like, how would you feel? How how would you feel holding the steering wheel? How would you feel washing the car? How would you feel making payments on the car because you were so grateful that you had it? So it's the signature of having something that isn't here yet. Mm. And that's how you raise your vibrational frequencies. Because again, and you know this as a hypnotherapist, the subconscious mind doesn't know the difference between fantasy or reality. Yeah. yeah. And again, it's, it's matching frequencies. And, and Terry, I mean, like this is like what she's saying and the different, I love that you're tying in different science and different vibrational frequencies. Yeah. And, and you, you know, even just on that note of your brain doesn't know the difference between reality and fantasy. There's been numerous studies that have been done, like let's say on somebody pretending in their mind to work out and lift weights and their muscle mass grows by like 20% and they never lifted a dumbbell. Like, you know, so like in all they did was visualize that they were lifting weights in their mind. So in muscle mass grows. I mean, these are real studies yes. done by many different universities uh, across the nation. Yes. And so they're out there. And mm-hmm. you can't have your mind not knowing the difference if your body's legitimately producing more muscle mass. <laughs> and what you're doing, okay, so since energy can uh, only behave three ways, accumulate, redirect, or disperse, when you're taking an action on something, you're you're doing something, right? So let's say you're going to, you're acting, not only are you feeling as if you have that Lamborghini, you are acting as if you have it, mm. right? And, wh- you know, what might some of the traits be of somebody who can afford a Lamborghini, <laughs> right? Let me I put mean, on my arrogant suit. <laughs> I mean, I, I no, don't know why. I'm just teasing. I don't know why Lamborghini. Maybe somebody wants a Lamborghini. But, um, <laughs> you know, you also take the actions yeah. of the feeling. Yeah. So, and that is what creates. And again, it's the coordination of that Taurus field. Your, design, your job is only to design that you want the Lamborghini. How it comes to you, not up to you. That's your... heart and we can just break it down to heart and then uh, to soul and then ego yeah but they both need to work the ego is not such a bad thing it's just learning how to integrate it yeah yeah so this is those are the those are definitely two ways i would say okay and then you know just always making sure as much as possible as much as possible okay granted we live in such uncertain times to go with the flow yeah, well, I think that's one of the biggest ones. It, it is. Because it, anytime you're not going with the flow, you're creating un, unnecessary friction. The problem is with going with the flow, and it is great, is that oftentimes you're seeing reality as it is. So mm-hmm. that's why it's like, well, what do you do first? I would pretend it's not there first. Gotcha. And then go with the fact that it's not here, but really trusting and knowing I and see. feeling that... Oh, it's here. Like, I have no doubt in my mind. It's here. Like, it's here. Like, it's here. Mm. Yeah. I get you on that because otherwise you become complacent to the reality instead of in control of it. But if you're clear and you have that vision and then, like, let's say an obstacle comes, you you maneuver without causing it and without being upset or angry or or mad that, oh, here, uh, the freeway is closed and I have to take a different detour. Okay, it's it can be okay. Yeah. Maybe there's a reason for that. Yeah. Maybe you, you can go to that that exactly. restaurant for dinner, and it doesn't matter that you were craving that food. Go somewhere else. Maybe yeah. you'll enjoy that meal even more. Yeah. Or you don't know who you'll run into, and maybe they'll give yeah. you their Lamborghini. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. And then he never even had to make the payments. He just, it just it's showed there. up. <laughs> and again, the how is not up to us. <laughs> yeah, that's where a lot of people get stuck. Yeah. 
And yeah. there's our, our, our meaning-making machines. Yes. Let's create a path to how exactly to get there. Yeah. And that, of course, comes back to polarity and duality. And that's noticing what we have and what we don't have. And then continuously uh, saying over and over and over again, oh, we don't have it. Where is it? Logging, tracking. And that lowers vibration. Yeah. Beautiful. It's crazy. And in self-love, a lot of people, I think, look at love in order to receive. How can we help people have love in just to be? Well, you can apply the same thing. Um, it's, it's a worthiness issue. It's like knowing that you have something to offer. Mm-hmm. You know, so there does, ha- if, if that's something you don't believe, that becomes a belief system. So if you don't believe you have anything to offer, you probably want to do some even deeper work so that you can get to a place of self-love. Yeah. So self-love already kind of connotates that you have some awareness of yourself. Yes. So you first have to have awareness of yourself. And a lot of that is by connecting to yourself. So if you're disconnected, you know, you got to become aware. You come online. And and a large portion, it would be working with somebody like Terry, doing some meditations, doing even some internal journaling, because definitely it's get some awareness of where your starting point is of who you are, because if you don't even know who you are, how do you know how to love yourself? Well, and and you can learn that. Yeah, yeah. So you can learn that. So it's not like... Yeah, it's ever-changing anyways. I mean, like, just like our taste yeah. buds change every yes, every, every seven years, you know? Like, <laughs> you change, you know? So, like, it's it's okay to, to know that what you love today, you might not love tomorrow, and what you hate today, you might love tomorrow. Yeah. And that that's perfectly okay that the reality is shifting, yeah. you know? But understanding at least some aspects of yes. you that you can have some yeah. awareness. yeah. I like yeah. that. Yeah. Anything else you want to share with anybody, anybody, everybody? Oh my gosh, where would I start, Christina? <laughs> no, I just think um, the biggest takeaway from all of this, I guess, would just be is to like just know that where you are right now, if it's not where you strive to be or want to be, is actually the perfect place to be. It's hard to trust that and know that, but if you can just walk away with I am where I am and where I am is okay, it I like helps. that. That's actually, I have that on my phone. It pops up every hour oh. as like a reminder to tell myself. So that would be like one of my mantras. Like I am where I am and where I am is okay because it's acceptance. It's not defeating. It, yeah. And it's not, what's the word? It starts with a D. Uh, where you're, oh, I can't remember, but it, it's, yeah, I, I, I can't think of it. Yeah. yeah. But so you're not like giving into, you're not, you're, yeah. you're leaning into the discomfort of where you are, but you're also not being, you're not making like yourself having to be perfect because yeah. life is so messy Life is messy. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, if you can just be where you are at this moment and just say, I am where I am and where I am is okay, it can make you feel safe. And when you feel safe, you can access your intuition mm-hmm. and then you can take just a next step. So you don't have to know already where you need to be, but as, if you're feeling safe, you can access your intuition and you can know where your next step is. So that is what I wish and pray for everybody at every given moment is just to be okay where they are. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Thank you, Terry. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Where can people find you? So I have a website. It's called terryhuberman.com. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Complicated. <laughs> Um, you can find me on Instagram or Facebook, also at Intuitive Coach Terry. I have I just launched a new podcast. It's called The Portal with Terry Huberman, and I also have a Patreon community where there's ex- exclusive content, there's um, workshops, there's group readings, and energy shifting sessions. And I also work one on one with people. So That's you can amazing. find everything from my site TerryHuberman.com. Beautiful. Thank you, Thank Terry, you. for joining. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you guys. Till next time. 
If you enjoyed this conversation, like it, subscribe, and share it with your friends. If you want some more amazing resources on your path of liberation, head over to liberateyourself.com and sign up for our mailing list. Connect with us on Facebook, Instagram at Liberate Hollywood, all one word, or Liberate Emporium, all one word. Until next time, liberate yourself. Uh, my name is Rebecca. Hi, I'm Reverend Doreen. Hi, my name is Travis. My name is Kimberly. My name is Lily, and I'm an energy healer at Liberate Hollywood. I really believe that everything is transmutable and everything is possible. I believe that we are swimming in a sea of energy and um, that this energy is love, even though I know a lot of the time it doesn't always feel like that. And I do pranic healing, which is energy. I'm a Reiki master, more energy. So what am I? I am a channel for energy to come through me to help you. There really isn't anything that you would need to do to prepare for a session other than be comfortable. The whole goal of the session is to provide you with a warm, comforting, soul and heart-centered environment from which to allow healing to occur. No, no, just come as you are. Always just come as you are. Uh, that's my job as a healer, to meet you where you are, to figure out what you need, um, and to give that to you, or to guide you also. Um, I'm so honored to be a guide in helping you to connect. To help re-energize you, heal you, change your programming, so that you're no longer in your way of getting to things that you desire in your life. My objective, working with clients, I guess would be to help them connect to their divine self uh, so that they can facilitate their spiritual journey and their soul's path. In all forms of energy healing, regardless of what the practitioner says, it is up to the client to change their life. As a practitioner, we're serving as a channel or as, a, as an instrument for God to do the work, but it is up to the client to, to make better choices. I'm most passionate, I think, about being able to create a loving, supportive, and heart and soul-centered environment for clients to heal. I get really excited when I have a new client who's never experienced energy work before, and they tend to say that they were drawn or magnetized into the store, and they don't exactly know why or what for. And it's a it's an opportunity to introduce them to the divine. And I think it's a really beautiful thing to have that moment of awareness and that they're in that space of surrender because they don't have any expectations. And they really get to see what it feels like to be a spiritual being. And once you activate that place within yourself, uh, it's powerful and it feels so good. It's very healthy for the body. I think it realigns all of your energy. Um, it connects you to source, uh, both within you and outside of you. It's really cool. It's such an honor and a privilege to be in the space where a moment happens and people have this awareness about who they are or they're able to grieve over something they may not have been able to before or they are able to see themselves for who they truly are in a more empowered and soul-centered way. But I'm trying to give you the tools so that when you leave, you feel, you feel connected. Come with an open mind, come with um, humor in your heart, and, and we'll get you on the right path for you. You'll learn more about yourself, you'll let go of things that might be holding you back in your life, and you'll feel more empowered about your decisions. I hope to see you soon. So, expect change. Radical change. <laughs> I laugh, but it's true. <laughs> Thank you, and I wish you love, peace, and higher consciousness. <laughs>